You're listening to the We Talk Nerd podcast, the podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob. And it's been a little bit. We took a little bit of a break there, but we're back. We got the hard-hitting news. Uh, it's kind of a little bit slow in game releases, but we do have Smash coming out later this week, so we'll talk about that next week. But uh, we'll start off like we always do with uh, seeing what everybody's been up to. So, Rob, what have you been up to? I've been uh, splitting my time. Um you know, now that we're out of the holiday holiday weekend, um, been playing a little bit of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of Pokemon, uh, a little bit of Pillars, uh, trying to get through the rest of uh, of um, Tomb Raider. And actually, that that game's like super dark at the end um, oh, yeah. where I'm at right now. So spoilers, it gets uh, it gets heavy as time goes on. But um, having a good amount of time before I settle in and do nothing but Red Dead. <clears throat> which will be upcoming. It sounds like See, you might have moved a little bit further ahead in that. So how about you, Andrew? What you been doing? Well, so you're you're setting up yourself for basically just playing Red Dead. Basically. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, me playing a lot of Pokemon. I I beat the game. You know, I got I, I've got maybe like maybe 90 Qu- Pokemon. Quote unquote beat the game. Beat it. Beat it. Right. I have to get 151. That's when you really beat it. So to do that, I bought Eevee as well because I also needed to play on my Switch because my wife has taken over the other Switch. <laughs> and uh-huh. Sure. So sure. I I needed that. I needed it. I need my fix. So I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. Um, I also been playing Warframe on the Switch. It's really yeah. good. Oh, it's yeah? very good. It's is a very it, good. Version. Is it like a f- a fresh slate, or can you like start from where you've been on like PC and whatnot? That's exactly what I did. Um, they have a transfer. Uh, basically a copy of your okay, PC account over to your Switch version, and it's a copy. So what it is is you can't... It's not synced, right? It's, right. it's, it's a copy over. You You play the Switch version. That That's a whole other um, you know, line. And then, of course, if you play, go back to the PC, that's where it, where it starts, too. So um, I, I chose to do it on the Switch because it's portable. It looks, it feels amazing, and uh, I've been playing that a little bit, and I've been really happy with it. That's what I've been doing. It's kind of sad to hear that it's not like a synced version where like you're playing on your PC, and it's like, oh, I gotta get on this airplane and make a five-hour flight. But good thing I can keep playing on my Switch. That would but, be amazing, right? If anything, that would be nice. Um, I mean, only the only people that have been doing that, uh, people, but companies have been doing that is Microsoft with their systems, right? right the play anywhere thing right. i would love to see all these other games adopt that that mentality that's mm-hmm. that's me but i wish maybe in maybe in the future maybe in the future yeah. no you're wrong i don't know i'm not sure how exactly warframe works but it would be in all online i would feel like it could be done if you have the internet connection anyway if you have an internet connection yeah i i think it could be done yeah but Oh, well, anyway, what I've been doing <laughs> is I've also been playing some Pokemon. I've finished it up as well. Um, I've got about 130 of them. Ooh. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So I got a lot from all of the ones I couldn't get in the game. I got from Go because I had a lot of Go. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. When it first came out. Yeah. All right. So I did a lot of that. Cheater. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got into some some more red dead of course i'm trying to I'm trying to clean red dead out so, I'm, so i can be done with it but i just kind of finished the main chapters and i'm like man i kind of want to play red dead one now oh <laughs> the stories oh, wow. is, i love the story um 
But other than that, uh, I dived, I've got a little bit of Battlefield Five under okay. my belt. It feels like Battlefield. It feels like they really stripped a lot of stuff away from Battlefield, and it's like, hey, let's let's make you buy a bunch of stuff so you get all these things. Mm-hmm. I've heard but, it's basically just one. All it over is basically again. just one. Yeah, You're exactly. I really liked one. As it well. looks nice. It's pretty. The gunplay is really good. It's really fun to snipe across the map and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But the th- some of the things that I love about FPSs is like customizing my gun with like attachments, making better weapons. And that's not, I mean, there is attachments in a sense, but it's not really there. It's mostly just paint. Like you've unlocked new paint jobs or you go buy new paint jobs. Right. Or you buy clothes for your character. And I think we've lost a lot of uh, special things that made FPSs special. Hmm. But that's a good subject. That's a good subject yeah. to talk about at a later later time. <laughs> it's still fun to go in and shoot uh shoot people and stuff. Yeah. Good high quality shooting. But uh yeah, other than that, we can just dive into some news here and let's get it get it rolling. Let's go. So unless you live under a rock or don't play games and come here to only listen to us talk about movies and Netflix and stuff. Um fine. If you haven't heard about the Fallout seventy six canvas versus nylon bag controversy. Hmm. So, if you don't know what this is, is that when uh, the Collector's Edition, I think it's called the Power Armor Edition, came on sale, $200. It came with a bunch of stuff. One of the things being, uh, everything was supposed to be encased in a canvas bag. Mm-hmm. Well, about a week after release, I saw on Reddit, some guy's like, hey, uh, my bag's not canvas, it's nylon. And uh, I reached out to the Beseda support, and they said everybody's has nylon, and that uh, they're not going to do anything about it. That it's just how it's going to be. That gained enough traction. Uh, Besetta came out and said, yeah, we know. It's sorry. We didn't have, like, the cost of materials were too high. We couldn't make, you know, make a canvas bag for all these additions, so we made it nylon. Um, I know you guys don't like it, so what we'll do is we'll give you 200 atom points, which is a, worth $5 in their in-game <laughs> currency shop. Oh, that feels good, because if you oh spent $200 on this yeah. abortion of a game... <laughs> It's like here's but your yeah, five, five bucks in virtual currency a lot for you, and that's five it. Dollars. We're not doing anything else about it. Uh, but yeah, it, it kind of became the whole EA thing, where it's like we want players to yeah. feel pride and pride accomplishment. accomplishment. <laughs> except their comments was a crappy bag that they'll never their, take outside yeah. their house. <laughs> their thing was, um, yeah, we know about it. We're not doing anything about it. We have no plans to fix this. Mm-hmm. And people got pretty peed out about it. You know, the memes got rolling. Yeah. Reddit, the Reddit storm blue. As if the memes weren't going already, honestly. <laughs> exactly. Right? What cracked game. me up though was the um, the response that they gave was, "Okay, well, we're not doing anything about it. Um, mm-hmm. We're sorry that you didn't get the bag you wanted, but we went with a cheaper one because of like the cost to do it. We're not planning to do anything about it." Right. And then yeah. like Bethesda came out and was like, "Hey, we're sorry. The person that you spoke with was like a temporary employee and like <laughs> didn't have all their facts together. We're still not doing anything about it." <laughs> yeah. Here's five dollars. <laughs> and here's five dollars. Yeah. Um, and then you know, people of the internet and you know gamers alike, being who they are, they did a little bit more digging. It turns out, Bethesda gave a lot, a bunch of canvas bags to promote the game to a bunch of uh, you know, promoters and influencers. They gave a bunch yeah. of free canvas bags out for the game. For free, like you oh, didn't pay two hundred dollars for this one. It was for free, and they made them canvas. So of course, you know that being that, um, and actually, right before we started this podcast, I actually got on there, did some more research, and uh, as of today, maybe just a couple hours ago, they came out and said, uh, "Hey, we're sorry, 
go to our website, go to our support page. There's a form you can fill out proving that you bought the Power Armor Edition, and uh, we'll send you a canvas bag when, quote unquote, when they are ready. All right. Yeah. Okay. So in 2020, get ready to get your Fallout 76 <laughs> canvas bags. Well, it's good that they're actually going to finally come through on this. If you yeah. look, there's a history of Bethesda advertising really nice add-ins and then not actually giving them usually it had something to do with maps like they had oh, maps yeah. like elder scrolls or oblivion and like they're supposed to be like map. canvas maps and they would all show up and they'd be plastic or paper yep. or or something like that so uh, there, there's a bit of a history in uh but in canvas gate with uh bethesda so <laughs> I, I wouldn't trust anything from them and if anything let this be a lesson to you never pre-order any game it will be there on launch day yeah, that's true. You know, it, it, it what kills me though is that it you know they never the entire pre order process not once they come out and say, hey, sorry you guys, um, we can't make these canvas. They're going to be nylon. So just to let you know if you want to cancel or swap it out before this game releases, here's your chance. It was yeah a, a exactly. week later. Wait a second, wasn't that supposed to be canvas? Mm-hmm. It's nylon. Hoping you didn't notice. Yeah, and they got away with it for a week at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a like I said, it's something that they've been doing for a while, and it's I'm glad they got caught on it. But um, you know, there there is a thing about advertising products that you're not actually gonna fulfill. So oh, it's definitely uh, they could probably get in some trouble for this if they didn't definitely come clean. There's so much reactionary patches that people uh, that that developers are doing now recently with problems that people are legitimately angry about online and. I like to see less of that from AAA studios. Like, understand your players and then give them what You're they need. Probably going to keep seeing more of it until <laughs> they figure out what exactly they can get away with and what they can't get away with. Well, this is that moment fair, in time. Oh yeah, Bethesda has never been known to put out bug-free games. They've oh, always released something that's workable with some, usually not game-killing bugs, but usually there's mm-hmm. problems. And they eventually, you know, make it right, and it takes years. And then the modding community gets involved, and and actually, that's what's happening now. You're getting a lot of really? modders that are coming in and helping out. You can look over some things because you're like, wow, this is a great game. There's a lot of content I can do. There's a lot of things to see. It's very immersive. But with Fallout 76, everybody's feeling the opposite. It's like there's a lack of things to do. I don't feel immersed in this world, and it's full of freaking bugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the point where reviewers are like, I don't even want to keep like I don't want to keep playing this game to review it because it's so bad and full of so many bugs that we're just not going to play it and review it. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they'll feel better about it tomorrow when uh, they have a major patch dropping. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell me about uh, that. <laughs> carry capacity is going up by two hundred pounds, so from four hundred to six hundred. Um, some players, in case you didn't know, were trapped in their power armor forever, unable to leave. Um, <laughs> oh, no. no longer, they will now be able to leave their the confines of their power armor. Uh, they're offering a better loot table from bosses. Uh, you know, you can do like a nuke event where they uh-huh. blow up a section of the map and then you kind of, it's more of a raid at that point. And what they're finding is when they kill these uh, these bosses, they'd be very underwhelming loot coming out of them. So uh, the loot table is supposed to be improved now. And now they're, they're promising better communication between community and the devs um, because the devs did this. And they made this terrible game, and they're the ones that rushed it out and, uh, you know, gave nylon bags instead of canvas bags. <laughs> um, 
but maybe it'll be good because they're really the only ones that can fix this and, and provide, you know, a path to a better game. Um, I think this thing just is a flop. Um, Brandon, I think you've actually played it though, right? Yeah. I, what, I own the game. what was your I feedback? I paid full price. Um, I haven't played enough of it to give you full feedback on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very empty world. If you're, I've played other Fallout games. You're like, yeah, of course it's empty. It's, you know, post-apocalyptic, whatever. But there's enough, you know, there's enough story-driven stuff going on. And I get it. You know, the context of the game makes sense not to have NPCs and that kind of thing. But there's, I feel like there was no passion. Like, you can see that there wasn't any kind of passion involved. It feels like they took Fallout 4, stripped a bunch of things away, and added online to it. Mm. Yeah, they figured out a monetization scheme. And they slap the Fallout logo on it. And you know, from uh, I've seen Co play a lot. Co, Co, Co has put a lot of time into it. And he, but he's a huge Fallout fan. Yeah, um, he hates this game though. He hates it, but he plays it. There, there's, there's some like if you're a big Fallout fan, there's enough story in there that if you want the story, you'll play it just for that. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of effort. Um, but it's not a game for everybody. It's not a game you can just pick up and play and enjoy. You like, you kind of have to force enjoyment upon yourself. And that's so what you then, want out of a game is forced, oh yeah, enjoyment. Totally. forced enjoyment. Forced enjoyment. Like, I love this game. <laughs> it hurts so good. It hurts so good. But I feel they, there, there might be an opportunity to fix some things if they act fast enough and quick enough. But um, there yeah, was, it's kind of looking like a big flop. There were, there were some reviewers. I mean, this is the story of No Man's Sky, right? Where No Man's Sky release didn't promise like what it said and it's, it was a terrible release but yep. they made they made up for it this is lower I, than fallout actually or in the no man's, then sky, no man's reviews, sky i think yeah that makes sense but in this case i think that a lot of a lot of reviewers are kind of looking back at it and saying maybe this is it, it could turn around and have that here's the amazing thing. No patch man's later sky right was no man's sky was its own game it was different enough for like it didn't have a game it built off of they made a brand new game mm-hmm. this is fallout 4 like they, you know, it didn't take a whole lot of time to add these things. Like, I give No Man's Sky credit for being at least, you know, what they put out was new, was different, even though it wasn't everything that they promised. Fallout seventy six is, it, it is like a like a like someone went and made a mod for Fallout four for online play. Yeah, it really does kind of feel like that, and, and chat's agreeing with you on uh on that. Uh, basically, brought up the exact same point uh, with No Man's Sky. So, yeah, No Man's Sky is one of those that was able to redeem themselves. So let's see what um you know what what they're able to come up with. Um, of course, I'm they not could sure just look that... at this and dust their hands and let's go on to that uh other game we're making. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've got enough in here, and this is a you know this is a money making scheme. This is a this is an engine to make money on. So yep. I think that this was supposed to be like their Elder Scrolls, but for Fallout. So they really don't have the all right, let's start over again. They've got. Oh, you mean like Elder Scrolls work. Online? Exactly. Yeah, this is. Oh, like Elder Scrolls Online. Nothing is like leagues above this game. It is now. Um, I think even at launch it was. I had a at lot launch of it was. It Online. had some rough spat, uh, but nothing like this. This is the worst, but that's a release I can think of. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yep. <sighs> All right. Well, let's talk about another great game. Yeah, let's just keep grinding Ooh. down into uh, into torturous <laughs> player experiences. Wait, 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 wait. What? No. <laughs> and we Go got ahead, more Destiny Two news. 
Yay! Yeah, the Black Armory, Armory monetization scheme revealed. <laughs> um, Scourge season of pass. the Past is a new raid. Yeah, it is season pass. So this is uh, if you have the season pass, this will not cost you any extra money yet. Um, yet <laughs> this does seem to be shorter than the Last Wish raid. Um, or at least that's what the expectations they've laid out for. Yeah. Um, but they have added a um, kind of a new mechanic that sounds pretty cool. It's called Lost Forges, and it's like build a bear, but you're constantly being attacked, and at the end of it, you get a new <laughs> weapon. So sounds you good. and a group of guardians go into these Lost Forges. You build like a legendary weapon, and the whole time the uh, you know everyone's just attacking you and and trying to get you killed. And then if you trying to steal up, my uh, build a bear. Right, exactly. So um, December 4th shapes up to be a, just a bad day all around for everybody. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no. But We've been seeing a lot of people This, this in. may actually be fairly decent uh, content for Destiny. And anything that gets new loot in people's hands is a good idea. So, hey, why not just build that into some activities? So to get this update, you not only have to have Forsaken, but you also have to buy the new season pass? Correct. Yes, Correct. I mean, this is the same season pass you would have bought in a bundle when Forsaken came out. But no. if you didn't, different, different one. This is a new season pass. They remember uh, it was like about uh, six months ago. Where <laughs> there's an they're annual like, pass in September. Yeah, the annual. Yeah, that's, that's the same thing. It's an annual pass. They're re they're rebranding it to be like, oh, instead of these DLCs, you're gonna get you're gonna get constant things. You know, yeah. you're gonna get yeah. So if you bought the annual pass, this is included. Yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah, not not the same as the season pass from Destiny 2's original launch. Okay, that's yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Um. Right. So one something I want to touch on for the Forge's activity, it has matchmaking, which is fantastic because, right? It's they a lot of people have been stating like, okay, is it like Escalation Protocol or is it like um the Wish the the actual new events like Escalation Protocol in the new new area. It's not. It's it's going to be different where you can actually match, make, get in, and just do do the activity. Whereas the other ones, you have to do some really hard workarounds to try to find people, instance in, and get all nine people into it. So this is just the, a good way of getting the end game loot, match make, and it's a new experience. So that's something the Destiny players want, in my opinion, at least right now. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm already locked in. I already bought it like six months ago, anyway. So yeah, exactly. You're 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 a designated. You're, you're I was schemed. Already. I was schemed in already. So it it was it's happen. okay. It's all right. Now, before we get into the next bit of news, um, December fourth isn't going to be all bad. Um, there is yeah. actually a um, a new release coming out called uh, Mutant uh, Road to Eden. And it's an XCOM post-apocalyptic type of game where you are. Ooh. Looks like there's a human teamed up with a pig and a duck, mm -hmm. uh, mutant, mm -hmm. and is doing this, kind uh, of a tactical game. It's like a Kingdom Hearts spinoff. Uh, would sound like that. Um, <laughs> no, sure. But it's it's created by a team including the former Hitman leads and designer of Payday. So um, if right. you look at it, it's a pretty cool XCOM-looking game. It's got some uh, campaign. Uh, uh, going along with that. Now, I'm not here to review this or even preview this, uh, but just the public service announcement that if you have Microsoft Game Pass, this is going to be included with this on launch day. So oh, nice. Uh, it's a $35 game on Steam. It's a free game in Game Pass if you end up having that. 
I love XCOM like games. Those are always fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. might be worth checking out. And while the ga- I have no idea if the game is good or not, the um, the trailer looked interesting, and there's definitely some cool abilities. So you kind of play as like three different heroes. They're not all three of the exact same capabilities. So kind of a stealth sort of like XCOM a, deal. It's like that uh, Mario Rabbits game we had not too long yeah. ago. Yeah, I love that one. Love it. It's a good game. Yeah, so hopefully this is similar. Speaking of Nintendo and Mario and all that good stuff, we have a Super Smash Bros. That new release is coming out this Friday, like we already talked about. But uh, for those of you who uh, who like to maybe sail on a different part of the internet with some ships and hats and hooks and things, um, you may have noticed that you could already play Smash Bros. Mm. Because like the previous two Smash Bros. games, uh, it's leaked a week early. Oh. So, I'm not encouraging anything or anything. I'm just letting you know that if you want Smash early, it's out there. <laughs> We're not saying the dude. I actually seen people uh, asking in Discords like, "Hey, anybody on here got Smash the share?" Like, I don't think anyone's gonna put that on Discord. No. But uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Nintendo's been kind of like making big deals out of it. As they should. Yeah, as they should. But, and then I already I mean, it keeps it. happening. Like, I feel like there's somebody on the Smash team. So, <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> the mole in the Smash yeah. team. <laughs> like, I think there was a, a picture came out of, like, the full roster or something. Nintendo, like, came down on that really hard, really fast. But, yeah. So, that's cool. It's It'll be here really fast. You know, if you're just an honest gamer, you just got a couple more days to wait. It'll be here. Yep. You get all your Smash... Good Smash glory in and single player. Looking yeah, it's got single player now, so that's actually exciting for me because I love. I'm not really into the competitive side of Smash, so we can more be into, eh, <laughs> more than this. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing like I love playing Smash, but I'll never understand how people get so good at that game. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, like just the timing. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing that like, watching yeah. a couple months when ago. People are good was, at it. They're really good. I was reading about like they're having to like ban people from Smash tournaments or shut the tournaments down because of how poor the hygiene is of the competitors. Oh no! Yeah. So if you're if you're a big oh, competitive no. Smash player, keep your hygiene up, people. Yeah, you got to get in there. They have requirements to get in now. Must be. Yeah, like you have to like not wear deodorant. Stink. <laughs> yeah. Man. So, All right. Just that's funny. I just wanted to put that out there. Very interesting. Um. Yeah. So let's move on to the Wild Wild West Yeehaw. and to the Red Dead Online, which released last week. Uh, it's, I think it's maybe still technically in beta, but it was like a slow release where if you played by a certain date or you only bought a certain version of the game, it kind of slowly released over the week. But everybody who owns the game should have full access to it now. And everybody realized that the economy is a mess. Mm-hmm. So the painted picture, it is uh, basically Grand Theft Auto Online all over again. Um, and players this time are being very vocal about how they don't like it. That's weird. Players don't normally do that. <laughs> players don't normally do that. Um, but here, just to kind of give you an example of uh, how things are kind of odd, uh, you can actually sell or buy a can of beans, and it will cost more or you know sell higher than the price of a gold ring that you loot <laughs> off somebody that's right yeah. a can of beans people you don't need a gold ring to live golden ring 
What? You don't need a gold ring to live, but that can of beans might be uh, might keep you alive. Yeah. So the economy's <laughs> on all shambles. Uh, like you know, the biggest thing about Red Dead, at least for the single player aspect, was kind of keeping with realism and pricing and money and that kind of thing. And for the most part, single player does a pretty good job. Maybe inflated just a little bit, but in terms of online, like the for example, like the Mauser, I think it's called the Mauser pistol or something, is like a thousand dollars in game money. And in real life, and back in uh, 1899, you could buy one for like 35 bucks. And oh. people are kind of, you know, just like, we get it. You know, you can't have it be exact because it wouldn't be a very good player experience. But at the same time, you got like a grindy mess where you can't get, like, that's not even like the highest, that's like the very beginning of high-end content. Like, how much is the latter stuff going to cost when it comes out? Oh right, right, uh, right. And of course, just like you can buy, you don't have enough money to buy it, but you, if you buy these gold bars, exactly, with your credit card, you could buy it right now. <laughs> just don't turn so, them all into rings, because then you can't even afford a can of beans. <laughs> your gold bars are worthless when they're rings. But uh, yeah, it's just everything's a mess. Um, uh, supposedly, they're already Rockstar is looking into going back and uh, kind of rebalancing the cost and rewards you get from missions and things. Uh, make it more equal out and maybe not be as bad because if they, from what I understand, if they don't get this fixed and draw enough players into the online loop, they're going to lose tons of money because people aren't actually in the game buying these things. Yeah. The, the people will be in there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it can be really broken and terrible Grand and people complain, but they'll still play. It's, um, I mean, look at Grand Theft Auto online. It's, you know, it's a broken economy as well. I mean, I never, I, I personally never heard anything, you know, that as much as I've heard about Red Dead being as bad as it is. Oh, this is also like just when it's starting off. I mean, That's you true. know, in GTA, when it first got started, it was pretty rough. They had a lot of boosters for people, you know, $10 billion or whatever to get started with. I mean, there was all sorts of things, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's just going to be in time. Obviously, this will get straightened out. I'm I'm not ready to uh, be too concerned about it just yet. But how's the how's the actual gameplay? How's when going in? Is a storyline? I played the fun? a little bit of it. Yeah, there's a, there is a storyline. I didn't get all the way through the opening act of it because I'm like ah, I'm just gonna go back and play more single player because I'm not done with that yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, it does, it does have a storyline. Of course, it's got missions and things to play. Um, there is, I think, some matchmaking. It's not. It doesn't have all the old game modes that the, the original one had. People are kind of sad about that. Mm. Um, it is kind of. A, there's a lot of griefing going on. That's what no. I've been hearing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I heard like there's you can like, join the posse. You can you can raid something. Oh, you get the loot, then leave the posse and just like grief them. Basically, yeah. kill them and get their stuff. So there's yeah. there's that going on. I've seen lots of videos of people getting lassoed and funny things <laughs> occurring because of lassoing. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Very so, Sea of Thieves, Wild West. Wild yeah, well, hopefully they'll fix this one over Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is a very good experience for a group of four people that want to play consistently and um, and cause havoc. It's a terrible solo or duo campaign. You know, you got to be ready to just go out and fight with a bunch of people. So, this one, I think you could probably still do solo. But like I said, they're still saying it's beta. Yeah. 
So, I mean, maybe that saves their skin a little bit. It's like, oh, this is beta. We're, everything's not ironed out quite yet, guys. Calm down. That's what they should have done with Fallout 76. The store, the store is beta. not beta. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead and buy this uh, $60 game. It's in beta still. <laughs> it's in beta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the real money store is not. <laughs> tag it with early access. Exactly. <laughs> throw, it back to, yes. throw it back to 2015, 2016 early access games. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of it for the news and controversies this week. I'm sure we'll have lots of more stuff to talk about here in the near yeah. future. Well, so I was going to talk about a game that's not exactly free of controversy. Um, uh, yeah, it was, this game made a kind of a big splash when it was announced. Yeah, I think people had some concerns about it. And, and what I'm referring to is uh, Artifact, the uh, collectible card game um, online uh, through Steam. It kind of uses a Dota 2 skin and uh, uses some of those... Um, some of those heroes and some of those factions and what it's, it's basically, basically Hearthstone for. Dota. Yeah. It's like Hearthstone, <laughs> except you got three lanes. You got your, uh, you know, your left, right, your mid. Um, and what you're trying to do is knock down towers, the opposing units towers, or the opposing Wait, are players. You sure you, towers. Didn't, you sure you didn't play Dota? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and then you make your hero walk all the way around and he farm for stuff. No, it, it's got a very, as someone who never really played Dota, um, I'm kind of just tangentially aware of what these things actually mean, but it does a good job of introducing you to the game. Uh, it all makes sense and it's all, it's all a good amount of fun. Um, I think the problem is more of the longevity um, and what this looks like for people that number one are paying full price for the game. And number two, um, if they want to invest in more cards, like how you do that. So to be fair, I didn't know I had a copy of Artifact until I logged into Steam and saw that it said it was already in my library. Uh, turns out if you were an early adopter of the Steam controller, um, they put you on a friends and family list and you end up getting all uh, Valve games for free, which nice. sounds interesting, except Valve doesn't make games anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't realize this benefit until just now. And I bought that controller probably three years ago. So this is a... Uh, you use that controller. Yeah, I, I do. Okay. Um, yeah. I do. I do. It's um, it's it's good. It do, that controller. We'll talk about the controller some other time. But it, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's got a built-in mouse that few other controllers can match. So, um, with that said, I'm just going to give some first impressions on Artifact. I've probably played about six or seven games just against the PC. I haven't done anything against online uh, matches yet. Um, but the first thing I'll say is that it's pretty easy to learn and pick up. Um. You know, enemies have health or uh, cards have health and they have attack and then you can imbue them with uh, things that you buy from the store and you you get more money to buy things from the store. Not real money, are we? Not real money. No. OK, no, no. We'll get into the real money aspect of it now, but this is just the way the mechanics of the game actually work. So you might put down like a hero and then like some with some mobs uh, down in like a particular lane. And then your goal is to overwhelm the other side's mobs and attack the tower behind it. And mm -hmm. as soon as one of those towers have gone down to 40, or once you've reduced them down to zero, then a much larger crystal comes out, and that's got a life of 80. And if you nuke that down to zero, you win the game. Well, another way to win the game is just to knock out any other tower. So if you take out two towers, you win. Otherwise, you can just focus fire on one tower and then one crystal. Okay. So... Um, it's an interesting dynamic where you can just overload and just control one area and then just try to play defense on another one, or you can kind of spread out your attack and try to take out two areas. Um, I've never taken out a crystal. Everything I've done, every time I've won, it's been taken out two towers. 
So um, it's created by one of the original founders of Magic, uh, Richard Garfield. So he's got a tons of flexibility and deck builds in there. And of course, there's different color schemes. So you got your blue, your black, your red, your green. Um, those are your primary um, color schemes. And from that, there's a ton of different builds you can do. And what I was kind of happy to see is that right off the bat, they give you five pre-constructed decks to work, to play with. So you already you already have a playable foundation. You don't have to know how to build a deck. You can just use the ones that are pre-constructed and just go out there and play, uh, which is nice. Now, with that being said, if you did want to customize a deck, um, that's where the real money comes in because you can't get cards by earning them. Uh, you have to either win them in tournaments and events or you have to uh, pay cash money for them. So one thing I was kind of encouraged, though, is that most cards in the game are two cents. So that really is a low barrier to entry to be able to create pop, uh, what they call popper decks. So basically just decks that, you, that are reasonable to play that cost you 80 cents you know, to put together. Or maybe even if you throw in a couple high-powered cards, you'd still be under like seven or eight bucks. To make a competitive deck in Hearthstone, I've had to drop at least like 50 bucks to get yeah, you know yeah. that legendary or get the dust required for it. So the it's somewhat imagined that this thing is all about the money because you can buy the specific cards. And if you get a card and you don't like it, or if you open up a deck and it's an extra one, you can go sell it on the Steam economy and recoup your money. Just kind of put this on the side. I was kind of reading the reviews while you're talking about it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Um, the, I think the, the all the top comments are uh, bought the game, opened the free packs, got cards worth more than game, uh-huh. sold the marketplace, uninstalled game, profit. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you definitely have that option. Um, I think I've got about forty dollars worth of cards. Um, I unlocked I think three or four really good cards. I think the most expensive card in the game is twenty bucks. So that's called X, and I think it's just like absolutely brutal. <laughs> we were. T- um, people at work even that don't play video games or it had shown up on their on their feed somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not sure if you'd like to play the game or not, it's really tough to say what you should do then because there is no free-to-play option to check the game out and see what you think. Um, outside of maybe just watching a uh, Twitch stream, um, it's really hard to say if you'd like this game or not. So I think the barrier to entry is going to be kind of tough for new people to adopt and come into the game. Um, like, like you mentioned before, you have to buy the game. You got to buy the game. It's a twenty dollars yeah, game. Twenty dollars game. Yeah. You have to be willing to put that twenty bucks out. Chances are high you're gonna make more money than you put into it, or you have that potential. Um, but if you're interested in a you know a card, uh, a collectible card game, you play Hearthstone, or maybe you you've kind of dropped off a little bit, but you kind of want to look and see what else is there. You got two good options right now, as as far as I can see. Artifact is good with. The, a little bit higher barrier to entry. Um, and it's tough to really recommend it over Magic the Gathering because Magic the Gathering uh, Arena is free to play. Um, to still build out that that set and those decks and everything, you still have to pay money like you would an Artifact, but at least you can try it out and not have to pay anything up front. So um, I would just say if you're a fan of collectible card games, I think there's a lot to like here. Um, but 20 bucks is is kind of steep considering most games in this in this genre are free to play. So yep. um, 
that said, it's you know it's a tough decision you kind of have to make if you're ready to drop that kind of money in there. But once you've so, said though, it is a different card game and it has a different, a different aspect. Game. You know, it's maybe it's something that it'll change because maybe they're going for the card players that want something different because they've been playing Hearthstone for so long, right? Or they've been playing these other card games for so long that they want something different. And this mm-hmm. is a triple. This is a triple A title, really. Like really, it is. Um, yeah. You could say. So uh, for, for card games, sure. Yeah, it, for card games. Values are top notch. Um, it looks it looks really really good. It's very uh, it, it's got like a good it's got a good music score to it. So you really feel like you're in kind of like a like a Lord of the Rings war type of scenario. Um, it, oh, it feels cool. right when you're playing the game. Nice. Those imps are pretty cute too. I don't know if you've seen them, but they like fly <laughs> around and like they open up the store for you and they hand you your cards like that just i mean they're not necessary or even like a good part of the game but like when you kill another hero like the other the other team's imp will like pretend like play dead and like fall over and the other one's like acting like he's attacking it's it's all just part of the aesthetic the atmosphere that's yeah. pretty interesting and it's what you get when you have a game that's 20 bucks as opposed to a free-to-play game gotcha yeah cool thanks for that though yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll be updating a little bit more as i get more time to play but uh, for now, I, I think it'd be hard for me to to recommend it to someone that is kind of on the fence, just because it's twenty bucks. Cool stuff, Rob. Yep. Our card man. Uh, yeah, card man. Anyway, <laughs> the card man. <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the card man. That's what they call me for the Let's first go ahead time and ever. Talk about some uh, <laughs> some movie and TV stuff. Yeah. So. Um, it's kind of funny. Every time we talk about TV stuff, it usually ends up being about Netflix. And uh, this week is no different. (laughs) Uh, We start off with the biggest uh, story in my eyes um, is Cowboy Bebop live action coming to Netflix. So were you guys fans of the, of the series? I've never watched. I never watched it. Oh, it's so, that's, that's a classic right there. Yeah. That full series right there. And the movie, the movie's good too. Yeah, the movie's great. Um, it's it was available. I think there was a Black Friday deal for like the whole series, like in HD for that. like ten bucks or something. Um, so I picked that up, but I think you could probably still rent it through yeah through Netflix, so. like on the discs if they're there. I think that's I how I first that. watched. Or it. Or maybe some service like Crunchyroll or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah, Crunchyroll have... probably has it. There's I'm there's gonna be ways to watch it, but probably the coolest thing about uh, Cowboy Bebop is it's kind of its universe that it built it's not very anime i know it sounds weird because it is an anime it's one of the most popular animes of all time but it's it's a space cowboy it, probably more along the lines of firefly than anything yeah, else so this is about bounty hunters and you know capturing uh you know capturing bad guys with money on them and you know in a bit of um subterfuge right you know Faye valentine comes in there's some gambling and and everything else, and probably the, the cutest corgi in the entire world is on <laughs> by there. far, by far. Yeah. So I can't wait right. to see how they'll do this live. I'm I'm concerned, but hopeful at the same time. I wonder if Netflix goes on Reddit and sees all the the Netflix anime, the manga, and then the the you know, live adaptation memes, and are like, oh yeah, let's do another one. I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> I I think I did a review of uh, Full Metal Alchemist of the live action one. I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's just me. I liked Full Metal Alchemist. I liked Brotherhood. I liked even the original one. Then just watching the what they did with that movie, they kind of encompassed everything that was that was good about it. 
Yeah, but Cowboy I mean, Bebop's such a bigger world. Oh, it is. Full no, absolutely. And it's just that cool. Like they could do a lot with it. They really could. I mean, I'm not sure if that's going to be a movie or is it going to be a series. They haven't said right. So looking forward uh, to it series. regardless. Yeah, live series. action series. Yep. Okay, there you go. And whoever gets whoever gets the spike uh, role is going to be key, right? Yeah, right. I, I don't know who who is. I don't know. Spike. I don't know who could I be that guy because you got to be a kung fu master, right? Or at least like plausible. Like you gotta be the coolest you guy. Gotta, you got to be kind of skinny, right? Because you couldn't just be like some ripped guy. Like you got to be. Call Finn Jones. I heard he's out of job. <laughs> he's looking for work. <laughs> he's looking for work. Um, I yeah, know he already knows kung fu. Yeah, Spike Spike Spiegel, I think is the name. Uh, Private Eye, and yeah, he's kind of like a down on his luck kind of guy. It's you couldn't have like a, your typical Marvel superhero actor no, no. play the role. It's got to be a, someone that can kind of pull this off and be cool, but schlubby at the same time, you know? Yeah. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Back to other stuff. Um, yeah, more Netflix. Related. <laughs> yeah, more Netflix. Oh, actually, I'm going to go. I'm going to keep it anime stuff, and then we'll go to Netflix. Nice. All right. But uh, Blade Runner is getting its own animated series from uh, Adult Swim, and I think they're partnered with Crunchy, Crunchy Roll. So we'll see a Blade Runner. I think we've already had like a Blade Runner anime movie or something that came out in between um, this last one that came out. Yeah, it was probably promotional for the movie. Yeah, um, I didn't check it out. Um, I do either. like the Blood Runner, uh, Blade Runner world, though. That's a yeah, that's cool. a lot of fun. And that, that's yeah, it's supposed to be a cool series. So, yeah, I think it's pretty much gonna be Cyberpunk '77, though. So, probably it's gonna be very close in line <laughs> with that. Maybe it'll build hype around that a little bit. Oh man, like that thing <laughs> needs any more hype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, back to the Netflix stuff. Um, this is super sad, um, but Daredevil is canceled. So for all those hoping that oh maybe it's just Luke you know Luke Cage and Iron Fist because they were you know they had really weak first seasons and that's why they got the axe. Um, with the cancellation of Daredevil, I think it's safe to say no Netflix is killing off every one of the Marvel series. Hmm. Don't need an announcement like I can already tell you now Punisher and Jessica Jones will be canceled. Oh yeah, and it makes sense. Uh, this is the this is the intellectual property wars. Um, yep. you know, Disney is a competitor. Uh, you know, what would happen if you kept pumping up, you know, Daredevil with Netflix money and then, okay, now that all the reruns are shown on, you know, Disney, uh, streaming Disney yep. plus, or, or maybe even some, like they end up migrating them over that way. It's, um, it's just business Yeah, as far as well, that goes. You hate to see the, uh, according to all the sources, uh, the Marvel executives were, caught by surprise by the announcement that it was being canceled. Um, in fact, the writers are already in the writing room and in mm -hmm. the process of writing a season four when they got a call and was like, hey, you guys, go home. We're not making a season four. And uh, they said that season four was actually looking really great. Of course, they're going to say that, of course. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, you know, they're in the process of already making it. It's That's kind of heartbreaking to hear. Yeah, I'm exactly. just wondering well, why they wouldn't, like, if it's an intellectual property thing, why why would Disney just hire them? the same team but yeah it's like but here's the thing I, to me it sounds like netflix is the one that's cutting these off it's like if we don't 100 own, own it rights uh, to this yeah. show we're getting rid of it okay 
right? Yeah, because this is Disney an ABC, stu- it's an ABC Studios production. So yeah, Daredevil was not developed or or brought on by Netflix. It was purchased mm-hmm. or at least funded by Netflix to run. So you know, last episode we did we talked about Disney Plus coming out and yep. that being the big new thing. And now we're looking at kind of the fallout of that. You know, Disney yeah. doesn't need help to be any bigger than it is right now. So, yeah, you're going to look at a lot of these properties uh, going away. Um, yeah, you know, they've already said a lot of the Disney movies that are on Netflix now are going to be oh, dropping off. Every everything that's when this comes out, everything Disney on Netflix will be gone. Mm-hmm. That's which is another reason why they're removing all these Disney movies and Star Wars and the Marvel movies and all the just animated movies. And that Netflix is kind of like, well, if you're going to get rid of all this, we're just going to go ahead and get rid of these Marvel shows as well. Yep, yeah, that kind of thing. But uh, no word on if Disney will continue these shows on either Hulu or Disney+. Plus. Um, I'm holding out hope that it's possible. Um, I think there's enough interest in it. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. If I, I'm sure if people are vocal enough about it and make a big enough stance like, hey, no matter where this show's at, I'll go watch it. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll make it happen. I think but, Daredevil would probably do that. I don't think anyone really loved the Defenders too much. No, uh, they don't think they like the Defenders. Like Luke but Cage. People are, people are actually, like, from what I understand, people are looking forward to the next season of Luke Cage and Iron Fist because they had turned it around so much in their second seasons and they had set a stage for a very interesting third season. Mm-hmm. But never got to see it. Never came to fruition. Yeah, well, that's on Disney to, you know, to bring it out. So we'll see. Yeah. Definitely. There is some rumors uh, just mixed along with that is that there may be some sightings of these characters in the uh, in the movies proper. Um, there's even been some speculation that Daredevil might show up in the Black Widow movie. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it, but we'll see. We'll see what actually happens. So tell me about this other Netflix show. Sure. So <laughs> um, into the review side of TV, I... Uh, I have been putting this off, putting this off, but I, I've been dying to watch it. Um, it's the season two of Castlevania, which we we talked about the first season last year, which yeah, was only four episodes. Yeah. Um, this year, obviously, m- m- double the episodes um, and quite a bit more of the story as far as what's actually going on. So uh, the way season one starts off is Dracula's wife, who was human, um, is killed is killed and um dracula uh swears vengeance on the uh the humans and begins to attack the towns and of course uh rising from the grave or, or from obscurity or a drunken wine house is uh the remaining uh belmont survivor and he is um you know he's out to fight back so this kind of picks up where that left off so this is really season 1.5 and maybe the end of what that first season probably yeah. should have been. Uh, they just weren't quite sure if it was really going to work or not. Um, so what I was very surprised to find out is this is not just him walking in one direction, left or right, and whipping uh, monsters as they show up on the screen. Um, <laughs> this is actually very deep. Um, there's vampire politics going on. So depending upon where you are in the pecking order of of your vampire strength is where... Um, is kind of where you fell in in Dracula's army. So there was like a barbarian uh, vampire. There's of course uh, 
you know, sexy vampire lady. And there's, um, you know, vampires from all over the place, uh, from like Asia, you know, Asian countries. And um, yeah, I've watched I've watched four episodes of this so far. And like, I can I get what you're talking about when you say these things. It's really funny. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. So it's all about Dracula, um, you know, putting this war on humans. And all I could think about was they should make an animated Game of Thrones show like this. Like they could do <laughs> the same thing and it would be so awesome. Because they could do the dragons, they could do the monsters, they could do all the things that they don't really have the budget for on the show. Yeah. And this format format would be amazing. It would be perfect to do it. So I kind of felt like I, I felt like if you like Game of Thrones, you'd probably like Castlevania quite a bit. Um there is uh quite a bit going on there. There's a lot of uh there's a lot of morally gray stuff going on. Like no one is innocent, no one's really the hero, everyone's got problems. Um, so that's what I thought was pretty interesting about it is you're not exactly sure who's on the, the right side by the end of the, by the end of the season. Um, it's very well written, voice acted and animated. Um, probably my only complaint is it's really short and maybe a little predictable, uh, as it goes on. Uh, you can kind of see where things are going, uh, several episodes out, I think from the end. So, uh, that's the only thing that I would really knock on it is that it wasn't as, um surprising what actually ends up happening now there are some moments that are absolutely jaw-dropping and i will not mention those at all but uh get ready for them enjoy them um so overall i'm giving it a seven and a half out of ten yeah just from the four i've watched uh i'd probably say it's probably going to be a seven um i don't know you you said it was the you know it was really well written the voice acting really well animated uh, i don't know so, uh, i agree with all that but sometimes some of the some of the voiceovers, some of the lines is kind of kind of odd to me. Sure. And and I think that's part of it because you can tell they're not in the same room. Like they're yeah. speaking to each other and it doesn't sound like two people talking to each other. It sounds like someone doing a line then someone else doing a different line. So, yeah. so there are some things that really don't match up. The one thing I'll tell you that you haven't seen yet is the the big battle scenes where people just start using their abilities. And that's pretty awesome. So I mean, you've maybe seen some of the village attacking things, but when the um, when the vampires start fighting and Simon Belmont or not Simon um, Belmont comes out, I forgot which I forgot which Belmont this is. Um, and then of course Alucard. So um, yeah, there's there's gonna be some uh, some interesting stuff coming up for you uh, as far as the fights go. Nice. Yeah. So no, it's in like good, very good territory. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I definitely put it as very good. Um, you know, I think it could be a little better polished. I think the animation could be a little cleaner, but overall, it's it's really it's really well done. And I think it's for an audience, but it's not for every audience. Like I couldn't say, "Mom, Dad, you should watch them. <laughs> you should watch this Castlevania." There's season... a guy who whips himself till he bleeds. You'll love it. Season three? Question mark. Uh, season two. I mean, like three is there has been be? art. Oh, there oh, yeah. will three. certainly be a season three. Season three okay. was already like green lit before season two came out gotcha. mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's um it's been pretty well hyped up and i think i i think people will enjoy this and it'll it'll end up picking up um so then i continue with some more uh, binge watching uh over the weekend and watched uh all six new episodes of mystery science theater 3000 the return season two which they have called the gauntlet um 
you know, these are just six terrible movies that they have <laughs> laid out in front of you. Um, and I'll speak just briefly on some of the first ones. Uh, I don't want to give away too much on the, on the other ones, but you could tell that the guys are really settling into their roles more in season two versus season one, where they're kind of figuring it out. Like there hasn't been a mystery science theater show in 20 years. And they had to come in and like be we those do, people. Yeah. Right? right. So now that they, you know, it went off, everyone's really happy with it. Um, you know, even the purists are thinking that they at least did a pretty good job. Um, so now they're able to kind of settle in and make it theirs. So this is where, you know, all these, uh, all these new actors, Jonah and Baron and, um, they're all making themselves like this new character for them. Um, so the very first movie they watch is Mac and me. Oh boy. Um, which was a terribly cheesy ripoff of ET. And the only reason I know of it is because whenever Paul Rudd goes on Conan, he always shows this clip of Mac and me, the kid going in on a uh, wheelchair down the side of a cliff and then falling off into like a ravine down below. And then this little alien pops up and like, like goes, Whoa. <laughs> and he shows it every time he's got a clip for a movie. So it's, it's a thing. Um, it's kind of funny. That's there. Um, I had to do a double take on the next one. Um, at first I thought they were going to be reviewing or watching Pacific Rim. It turns out there's a whole nother ocean that has a rim that's not being served. And that is Atlantic rim. <laughs> and it is, it's made by the asylum, uh, which is a, uh, a group for sci-fi that just makes terrible cash grab movies. They're most famous for the Sharknado series. Um, but they'll, will, they will put a movie together cheap and quick. Um, and usually it'll be something that kind of ties into, um, a release that's coming out. So obviously they released Atlantic Rim around the same time that Pacific Rim came out. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's terrible. They have a lot of fun tearing it apart. It's just not something anyone should watch. So it's really good seeing them like dig into these movies and and really give them a uh, you know a good uh, a good lashing. So it goes on like that. Um, the other four are excellent movies, uh, excellent or I should say excellent uh, episodes for that. Uh, there's a lot of good um, uh, guest appearances from previous uh, members of Mystery Science Theater. So if you're a fan, you're already watching it. You don't need me to tell you that. If you're not, uh, it's a good series to pick up and, and check out. Uh, I give this one 8 out of 10 overall. Nice. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. Nice. So the thing is, we should watch it. Yeah. If you've never watched Mystery Science Theater before, some of the older ones, the jokes are kind of dated. Most of it's still really funny, but they're making jokes that are meant for the you know late eighties and mid nineties, right? So they don't necessarily hold up anymore. But you know, there's some jokes in here the, the, where they're somewhat timely and uh, and they make sense. Nice. Yeah. And I know you've talked a lot. Yeah, I know. I feel like I need a need a break from talking, but so, but I'll uh, let me go and just wrap up this marathon here. session here and. Did you know that Batman 1000 is coming out in March? That's a lot of Batman. That is a lot of Batman. So 1000. They would have already been here by now, uh, but they took a, a pause in 2011 and did a reboot thing that kind of took them off a little bit. Um, but they're back. And the interesting part of this is that they will be introducing Arkham Knight into the DC comic continuity. 
Good. So did you guys play the Arkham Knight game? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was a pretty cool character. I thought that was um that's gonna be pretty interesting to see. So can we spoil this? Like is it is this is this good, safe, fair game now? Yeah, spoil? it's a press release. I mean, I don't know what else to uh Yeah. I mean he's already a character in oh, comics. Is this Sure. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we can we can yeah, so as far as who he really is. Yeah, this is what Jason Todd. Yeah. 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 So, so he's, yeah, he's um a character, but he's like a because it wasn't also like the Red Hood and he was I think he played maybe Joker at some point or something. Yeah. So they kind of mix around with his uh with his origin story. Let me see if I can't find the official uh one that they say for him. But what happened was Red Hood is the one of the is one of the Robins that's not Dick Grayson. Uh, it was Jason Todd. Mm. And yeah. he was um beaten to death by the Riddler or by the Joker uh with a crowbar. So they basically have done this laugh? again, but now it's Arkham Knight. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of being the Red Hood, he is basically um Arkham Arkham. uh the Arkham Knight yeah. now. Um it's like which, an anti Batman. Exactly. He's he's a Punisher Batman mix. Um, uses guns, kills people in that way. Uh, ultra violent. Um, I think what they're trying to indicate is that after the Arkham Knight, he became the Red Hood. Which, if you go back into like old DC continuity, that was supposedly where the Joker started, was as the Red Hood. Oh. So it was all supposed to be somewhat circular in that way. Um, but it looks like this will be kind of that in between time um, between him getting killed by the Joker and then coming back. So we'll see. It might end up being a whole new character redesign because if they, mm-hmm. if they want to keep Red Hood, which, you know, he's in comics and he's in series already, uh, they may not want to, uh, you know, do away with that total continuity. So either way, Arkham Knight will be part of the DC continuity proper, which I'm looking forward to. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's a cool character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think that's about everything we've got for this week, and we're just about right on time. So if Andrew yeah. wants to promote some things, and we'll get out of here. <laughs> not wearing my we'll pi- let Andrew I'm talk not, now, so he doesn't I'm, ever talk. I'm not wearing my we Pixel Buff t-shirt. Yeah, you know, basically, uh, no, I I am so glad that we can do this uh, mostly every week. But, you know, for the holidays, um, we'll definitely be talking about Smash next week, right? That's for sure. We already pre-ordered it, so that's, that's next week. But yeah, um, Smash for sure. Yeah, for for the holiday season of Pixel Pub, and that is the gaming community that we are a part of, it's ramping up. Um, we still have a lot of Destiny people coming in, new people, and also like the veterans getting getting into the new content. So that's 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 our humongous uh, Wrath Incarnate clan. So if you want to join that, all the information on PixelPubGaming.com, along with a lot of other stuff like Warframe clan. There's the Switch clan opened. And now we're up to like a hundred people already. It's great. It is it is fantastic. Like that that platform is doing amazing things for Warframe, and uh, it's actually has a great community within our community. So if you're looking forward to that or any any platform for Warframe, PS4, Xbox One, PC, Switch, join us. Um, a lot of other things going on in the like community community development. Like what we have what we like to do is we like to listen to our members and say what kind of games are coming out right and then based on what people's you know i guess thoughts are on on how popular it could be or if they want to work on getting their friends in 
we create a channel for it and we we try to help that along the way to get to like an actual larger community so um we just really really encourage everyone to they're a gamer they're a nerd like like us come into our community and check us out talk with us talk tech talk comics talk anime talk anything talk Talk nerd. nerd talk nerd to us and and we we are very welcoming to that so um yeah, I mean, I, I we have amazing T-shirts. I know that, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. amazing. I mean, <laughs> we have a lot of stuff. So everything you need to know, pixelpubgaming.com. And for this podcast, we really appreciate a like, a share. We really follow, do subscribe. follow, subscribe because we are we are live every Monday. At least try to be every most, Monday, most, most Mondays. Um, really appreciate it if you can share it with your friends. All right. Yeah, catch us live. Catch us later. Let everybody know. Oh, and game giveaways. Sure. We can't forget about game giveaways. Always giving stuff away. We're always giving stuff away in, in our community. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. I think that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw out something real quick. Um, yeah. I want to thank yeah. everyone for hanging out in chat today. It's nice seeing uh, yeah. folks showing up and uh, and interacting. So, Absolutely. always thanks to Jin615 showing up, hanging out. Uh, Penguin Powered, good seeing you. I haven't seen you before, but uh, glad to have you around stuff everybody but uh yeah see everybody later thanks everyone see ya